Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast, and we are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over last weekend's action as the Cavan on the 20s beat near neighbours up in Kingscourt, um, beating Monaghan one goal and eight to one goal and five. We're also going to have a quick look back over uh, Bailiaborough Community Schools win in the Ulster under 14 and a half uh, final. It was the Jerry Brown Cup final and they beat Doonery College of Kingscourt in it. Um, but I was up at that game, so we'll have a, a quick chat about that. Um, I suppose we're going to start off with Paul. Um, we're going to try and name the, the Cavan team that starts out against Armagh in the first round of the league for Saturday week. Interesting yeah. interesting idea. Well, we, we said on one of the podcasts we're going to stop looking back and yeah. talking about the players that aren't there. So we're going to look forward uh, on today's show and we're going to try and name it because... It's not that far away now. It's only it's on the twenty fifth of January. Yeah, which yeah. is little over a week. Little over a week away. So, um, at this stage, you know, it should be possible to make a very good stab at it. We did say at the start of the McKenna Cup that in, traditionally people would say, "Oh, McKenna Cup, you can't read into it." Trying out lads, but if you actually look through the teams that played in the McKenna Cup the last few years, right back on the Merlinan as well, oftentimes the, the most of those players lined out when it came to Championship, let alone National mm-hmm. League. The indicators are very much there through the McKenna Cup. Yeah, like the time Cavan got the real he- heavy beating on the Midlinen against their own in the McKenna Cup, um, a lot of people said that. They were like, well, you know, it's it's a shadow team. I think there was like 12 of that team played championship yeah, football after. 2017 or 2018. 2018, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. so I think I think we it is possible. Now, the only thing we're not sure on, obviously, is the injury situation. That's it. That's it. So we'll we, we go according to the information that we... we Believe we know. <laughs> so this is a this is and a combination. You asked me off here, is it the team we think that's going to play or the team we will play? And I said, it's really a combination effort because there's yeah. not going to be much variance, I don't think. Yeah, and, and the other thing I do want to point out and, and to our listeners, on the Die Hards podcast later in the week, we'll be bringing you, we've received the under-17 panel and the under-20s panel. We're still waiting on the official senior panel so we're going on on information that we believe who's in and who's not, but it still hasn't been released, which um, at this point on a Thursday morning, a weekend, two days out from the start, the start of the league, I think it should be named by now, but anyway, it's not. Yeah, well, like the, the re- <clears throat> it's not just so we can sit here and make, things, make life easier for us in the paper or in the podcast or on the radio. It, as we talked about before, there is a there is a further reason for that. Like it's... It's a sort of an identity thing. Like it, players should go. I am on the county panel. It, it informs their decisions when when they make a public statement like that. I am on the county panel, and, and, and also, everyone knows it. It also gives the opportunity for. And I know there's this perception that that Cavan supporters are negative, but they're positive, and they they will turn around in a lot of situations and say to a lad, "Geez, I hear you're on the county panel. I seen it yeah. in the Anglo Celt, or I seen it, I heard it on the podcast, or whatever." And it it'll give them a, a point of conversation, which I think in turn motivates the player 
then, you know, to, to continue going in and, and just a little bit of limelight, you know? Well, not naming the panel looks weak. And it looks like you're not confident in the panel. Yeah, it does. And you get, it leaves, it leaves when there's a, when there's a lack of information and a vacuum, um, something will fill it. Yeah. And when there's yeah. no information there, people are saying who's in, who's out. And really, it, what it looks like is the management aren't that sure of their panel and they're leaving the door open. They might bring a lad in or, and then you hear about lads coming in late. And I, I just think the management, we said this right back six, seven weeks ago that, that, it's better than the name of a panel. Mm. It, it it sends out sends out a message that these are our lads. And this we is believe what we're going forward. And, we and, believe in them. And don't get me wrong, I don't think it is the case that they don't believe in the players. No, no, no. But I, I, I the, the perception can be that. And that's yeah. that's where I think the But anyway. Like, look, well, like Mickey Hart does it every year, he names his panel and that's it. That's it. And and it's not as if by naming it you're saying, Well, nobody else can come in or we're not gonna drop anybody. Yeah. You're just saying this is our panel on this date. You know, yeah. on this particular date, that's all it is. And it, like, if you, when you look back over the last few years, like I could name—I'm not going to name names—but you could name some player. There, there's possibly players there that you or I couldn't be sure of played with Cavan. Were they part of a Cavan panel at some stage? No. Oh, well, I think he was in at one stage because because there was no right back. Terry Highland never named the panel. Yeah, either. yeah. Going right back through different managers, they never came out and named the panel, so you couldn't be sure if a fellow was in there or not. And it's just... And there's lads, there's lads who, as I said before, have been over the last few years in on a county panel, maybe didn't get game time or maybe got a little bit of game time in McKenna Cup and never got another game for the rest of the year. And people were kind of going, no, 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 he's not on the county panel. Well, I think he is. I hear he's in training. Jeez, I don't know. I doubt it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Never seen him on a on a program. Never seen him. He he even deserves his bit of respect and, and to be named as a county player. Yeah, yeah, you I know? agree. But anyway, we'll go on. Yeah. Um, right, there's only one choice for goals. Ray's going to start. Yeah, it has to. Like, they started them, they named Liam Brady to start on the on the team for the two McKenna Cup games where Raymond Gallagher actually started. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't give uh, Liam a run. Just thinking the same. Uh, I, I don't see the harm it would have done. Because there seems to be only two, again, we don't know, but there seems to be only two goalkeepers on the panel at the minute. Yeah, no, my understanding is there is only two goalkeepers in the so panel. So it's a wonder that they didn't. But, but Ray Gallagher's the number one and uh, he'll be holding on to that jersey for the start of the yeah, league. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Full back line then, I, I presume we're both agreeing that Park Faulkner is going to be at full back. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just a question of who takes the two and the four, and there's there's quite a few candidates in my head anyway. Um, Evan Fortune went in and done a good enough job at corner back in the Tyrone game. I thought um, you have uh, Luke Fortune as well, who is a player seen on on social media for UCD, wasn't it? Again, uh, that scores scores the equalising point to drive it the extra time. I still haven't seen this with Gavin, and I know he's capable of doing this. I want to see him bombing up the field, showing that amazing skill that he has on the ball, not just being a... But he played a half-forward, you see, for you. I know, I know, but I've seen him play as a half-back or even as a corner-back, uh, you know, in full-back line, and, and still showing us that that ball skill that he possesses. I, I just want to see a little bit more of that. Yeah. For me, if he's playing to the potential that I have in my head of what he, what he can do... He's nailing down a position on that team, either in the half back line or the full back line. Well, I've got him in here, cornerback. Like, I think he's, I think he's a very smart footballer, and I know, like talking to the, to fellas that would have played on that McCrory Cup winning team, they held him in the highest mm. regard. Like, yeah. just a tough bit of stuff, and best footballer of the fortunes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I, I, I hope I'm, I'm not saying that. I think Garrett was a great footballer. <laughs> um, uh, Paddy Mead has played both games at cornerback. Um, you know, first season out. 
I I don't know if it's a step too far just yet. I I I think then. Um, no, not for me. Now, if he's going to make it at county level, he's going to be probably centre half. I think. I think you're right. I think Definitely. he's a middle man. Yeah, he's yeah. not a cornerback. He, he he's he's not quick enough on the turn, in my opinion, to play cornerback. But there could be a future for him at county level in the centre. Maybe even fullback. And, yeah. and, and poor it can come out the field a wee bit more, <coughs> but but it's it's possible he has the physique for a fullback anyway. He has. He, he uh, and he's ruthless. Yeah. Well, he's he's. He had a good year with Kingscourt. I thought he did well with the Cavan in the twenties, yeah, as well. Yeah, but but not cornerback at senior level for me. No. Yeah. The other the other option that I had written down was was Killian the Gunner. Well, I, that my full back line here on paper. This is my ideal full back line. I think from from the current panel is Killian the Gunner, Park Faulkner, Luke Fortune. Yeah. There's three tough nuts there. I'm I, I'm I'm going to agree with you on the basis that uh, Killian the Gunner is is fit, and if he's not, Evan Fortune goes in. At corner back, I think. Yeah, possibly will. Yeah, possibly will. Um, right, half back line. Um, I I just went with three straight options because I, I I think it's the best half back line that we have. Stephen Murray at five, Ushin Kiernan at six, and Halla at seven. I've differed with you a good bit. I've gone Halla, Ushin Kiernan, Stephen Murray. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, see, there's a huge variation there. <laughs> That's interesting. We both gone with the same half back then. I think it'll, I think it will be very close to that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, of the two Murrays, I think they see, I think they see Niall as a as forward. A forward. Yeah, and I think they're right. I think he's, I think he's, he's shown enough that he's a he, he can score. Like, what do you get three three points against Tyrone? Um, you know, and he's your free taker now, probably as well. So, I think I think it's it's important that he's up there and his leadership qualities in the forward line. Um, without jumping too far forward, but then what Stephen gives you coming out from the half-back line is that direct, you know, born up 30, 40 yards and, and torn a, a defence into an attack or a turnover into an attack very, very quickly, you know. And when Stephen Murray goes running at any defence in Division 2, they're going to be scrambling. The speed he's coming at you, they're going to be scrambling. Well, I've never seen a player um, have such a game-changer of a match as he had when he came on against our man in the Championship. Because I've been watching Calvin for, uh, closely for... A good few years now, and Stephen has been on the panel, and I never saw it. I never saw the quality that he had. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I knew he was fast, but when he came on that day, I thought, "Jesus, this lad is brilliant. Yeah. He's an absolute weapon th- that we have here in in our in our arsenal." Like, yeah. And I think I think he, that gave him great confidence that game. And any time he's played for Calvin since, he's made an impact. Completely agree. Uh, so, so I think he's a starter if he if he's fit. Obviously, he has he has trouble with his hamstrings. So I think he's a starting player if he's fit. Yeah, I think I I think Oshin Kiernan and Halla. Um, I think that that I'd have liked to see a little bit more Benji Kelly. Um, on unfortunately, he picked up that concussion so early in the Armagh game. He has the potential to be a centre half, I think, or maybe even a midfielder for for the Cavan team at the minute. But yeah. we we didn't get to see him. So again, that that brings you back to um. The, the vexed uh, debate about amalgamations in club football. Like, B- Benjamin Kelly was outstanding for Temple Port. Like, he looked a cut yeah. above. He certainly, without without patronising him, of course he's a cut above junior club football. But he ha- he doesn't have the option. The, the only possible, the options that op- is open to him is to go from junior club football to senior that. inter-county football. Yeah. You know, that, that that's making things very difficult. Yeah, makes yeah. It's very difficult. And it's very hard to, to judge a player um in junior club football, it doesn't matter if they're scoring one ten every day. Like it's, it, you still have to remember it's junior club football, and 
Benjamin Kelly, I think, I always thought he was a class footballer. Mm. Um, but it's a pity he didn't get a chance to play a higher level we'll, club we'll football. Compare, compare that to David Clifford for Fossa, who were, uh, were they a junior club? Or a, definitely an intermediate club. But in his first year at adult level, he got the opportunity to play senior championship in in uh, in Kerry. You know, everybody knew he was going to come anyway. But there was there was a number of different steps towards that county senior that all indicated he was going to be good enough. Mm. Whereas in Cavan, we have to hope that somebody from a junior club is good enough and w- they won't know until they're in in the deep end trying to swim like hell. Yeah, that's it. And and really, like the, the ambition is not there in Cavan to to address that. Like if you look at, you know, different measures to increase the standard in different areas of, of football in the county, Ram are looking to put a second team in Division Three, and Division Three, Division Three clubs kicking up against it. This is uh, again, they're only going to play be, them once in the year. Sorry, do, and this is where the GA. I I think that the, the the rulings within the GA are wrong. They should not. The clubs should not have an opportunity to vote against somebody joining their their league. I I think the overall, and and I hope the rest of it. I'll be I'll be with Drummond this year playing against Rammer in Division Three. I hope because if if they are and I believe they are good enough to compete in Division Three, they should be in there. And they're going to be on roughly the same time as the other the other fixture. So let them put in a separate management team that. You know, right? Not exactly the same time, but that the players can't overlap and play two games in the one day, and they've enough numbers to do that. Well, I, I, I'm not just saying it because I am living in Virginia, but I don't think it was the same for the Gales um, when they had a second team. And I don't think that that senior clubs should be having having to put a second team in intermediate. I, I don't see how that. I don't think that's fair. Just so the junior clubs can can have a chance oh, of winning an easier title. Completely. Do we want to give out easier titles? Is that? What's raising the standard? If a title's harder to win or easier to win, <laughs> which is a higher standard? <laughs> yeah, it's no, it just it's. But anyway, yeah, the, yeah, we, no, we do I agree. That, agree that thing. Um, yeah, the point on the half back line. I, I was but on, say. sorry, on Benjamin Kelly, definitely. Hopefully, he gets fit and gets a run yes. in the league because he's a great footballer. Yeah, point point on the half back line that was made to me during the week, um, and, and I'd have to agree with it slightly. You can see Yushin Kiernan, um, his his determination, his want to do really well this year. He's he's pushing himself on, probably to the point, and, and Holla was doing the same, to the point that when they're trying to tackle, they're a little overzealous. They're getting, they're, they're pouncing in, they're running in, rushing in, and then maybe either easy sidestepped or, or fouling. They've got to just find that balance, right? I love the energy. I love what they're bringing in terms of their determination and trying to set the tempo of the game. They've just got to find that balance on on that, and and it it was something that I noticed. I, like Ulshin was always a, a brilliant player for Cavan, um, but I never seen him with this level of of sort of aggression towards the opposition. It it just has to be managed, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but, but <clears throat> it has to be managed. You definitely can't take it out of their game. And like Kieran Brady, certainly his yes. aggression is a big part of his game. Yeah. Um, you couldn't take it out of your game but it does have to be managed yeah. that's it that's it and the referees as well like you've got to, to play managed. the referee well, understand like, uh, what, what one referee is I'm sure Kevin do analysis on referees but I actually think that that if you look at backroom teams and stuff like that you should have someone there if you, if money was no object or if resources were no object you should have someone there whose job it is to analyse refs because every so many refs have such different views have you heard that before? Yeah, I think I said that before. 
Did you say? It? I said it in the podcast about four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. When, when I was over killing That's the first time anybody ever said it. When, when I was over killing Kerr, <laughs> I said it the day before in the pub to somebody. No, when I was over killing Kerr at the time, I, I, I was saying, and, and, and that then you have to, referee's opinion on the rule varies so much that you need the information going into the game to, to know, you know, well, he gives a free for this, whereas he doesn't. So, the show, and, and the way I actually started was before championship games, I had somebody come in and give us a debrief on referees. Um, back in back in 2015, 2016, you know, because it it, it is that important. You're 100 yeah. percent right. It is. Well, it's a variable, like, and they have a big bearing on the game. And also, while you're on the subject, Connor Dernine has been selected. To and the congratulations to him. Congratulations the, to him as well. Great, absolutely, great achievement for a young fella. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely delighted for him. Now he'll have he'll have some miles clocked up by the time the summer comes around. Um, middle of the field, Garrod has to be there. Yeah, I've gone with Garrod and. Uh, Thomas Callaghan. Right, yeah, yeah. See, again, now, and I know I understand Thomas is back in on the panel. I went with Brian McGee because I haven't seen Thomas at all this year. So I think for the first game, I think we'll see Brian McGee there anyway. Um, and then maybe Brian goes back into the forward line. I'm interested to hear your, your forward line then. So, because I have Brian in the forward line, but I originally had Brian midfield, um, but now I, I end up moving him to the forward line because I think when they look back, when they look at it, I think Gallagher might get in. Yeah, I know he didn't play in the McKenna Cup, but he is back in the panel. And he is going well. Well, he played with Jordanstown, didn't he? Yeah. Um, in the Sigerson there last weekend. Yeah, and they lost an extra time to Sco- UCD. Did he score a point? Scored a point. You know, from midfield, he's he, and apparently playing well. Yeah, so. apparently playing well. Apparently he's in good shape. So, yeah. so like Thomas did start almost every game midfield for Cavan last year. So I'd imagine, I'd imagine when it comes to it that he. There's a good chance he'd be in there again. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think if he's fit to go, you're, you're probably right. It's just the fact that we haven't seen him. But maybe in challenge matches for Cavan, he's playing at the minute. There's a strong possibility you're right on that. And Brian McGee moves into the forward line. But for me, Steve, speaking of Dave, of um, Sigurdsson midfielders, David Brady scored three points from play for TIT against Queens, and um, I believe that I believe that he's played really well in that competition. Yeah, the league part of it as well. So. That that's interesting. Thomas Galligan played very well before Christmas. Jordanstown won the league section of the Sigerson and he was playing on it. So um, mm. I think Did David Brady was invited into the panel and and decided not to go in. He was only coming back from a bad injury. So, but we might see him as the year progresses. Well, I was just going to say that, like you, you could understand maybe that he he didn't want to just push it too hard too early by not going in. But ability wise, David Brady's on that team. Mm. It's just you know. If he if he can get and uh, he's had such a horrific run of injuries over the last couple of years that y- you can you could understand him maybe just wanting to dip his toe in the water maybe play a bit of club football see if he can get a year under his belt without injuries and then go hell for leather for county like yeah. uh, I could understand any decision he makes at that point to be honest hmm. um, so half forward line then for you yeah so midfield I've gone for Groda and Thomas Gallagher half forward line I went Niall Murray. Uh, Brian McGee and Martin Riley. Okay, okay. You see, I've got one of them. I've got Niall Murray, all right, wing half forward. I think that that's a, that's a given. Martin Riley, while he may line out wearing the number 10, I think he's going to be playing inside. Yeah. I think we've seen more and more in the Mechanic Cup that they, they want him as an inside man to, to maybe lead that line. The other thing is, is that a double bluff? Like they played our man in the Mechanic Cup and Martin Riley played inside a lot. 
playing our man in the first round of the league. And then that'll be just a single bluff if he comes out to the wing half forward then. After going inside. That's true. It's a single bluff. <laughs> a, d- a double bluff would have him back inside. <laughs> so, well, it could be a quadruple, so it's like a double, <laughs> a double, double. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, that's so my half forward line was um, Niall Murray, Connor Madden on the forty because I thought against Tyrone he was brilliant on the forty, and Stephen Smith. I, I think Stephen Smith's going to, going to hold on to his place and going to develop brilliantly this year for Cavan. Personally, I, I think. Look at him. You've you've seen him closer up than 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 I have. But physically, he's he's a Rolls Royce. He's an absolute Rolls Royce. And I think this year is actually going to be brilliant for Stephen. I I believe personally. I've made a mistake here. <laughs> you I, forgot Stephen. No, I didn't. I wrote down Stephen on my sheet of paper here, wing forward. And then when I was going through it, and I came to the half back line, and I had Stephen Murray, I looked there and I said, "Geez, I've got Stephen Murray in twice." And I scribbled out Stephen, and that's where, that's where Thomas Gallagher broke into the side. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I agree with you. So, you're going to have to scrap my team, really. But so, I, so, McGee's going back out to the middle of the field now? Yeah, McGee's back out to the middle in. of the field. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Stephen Smith's in. So, unlucky, Thomas. But uh, yeah, I agree with you on, on Stephen. I think that... Uh, and so, who would you on the 40? I had Brian McGee on the 40. So, now I'm going to put Niall Murray on the 40. Niall Murray on the 40. And, and so, Stephen. it's Stephen and Martin, either side. Yeah. A hell of a working half forward line, like. Stephen Stephen takes all the boxes like, and he's going to be a great player for Cavan. Yeah. I, I think. But like, I, I know him very well from from handball over the years, and he's the type of fella that that will always go the extra mile preparing. He's in great shape, and he oh. he he's just a very hard working type lad. Uh, he was an exceptionally good handballer as a juvenile, and played it right up until he was about eighteen. Um, he was an All Ireland champion set dancer, which is one of the hardest. Um, I suppose you wouldn't call it a sport, but it's one of the hardest physical activities. Mm. I remember when he was 15 or 16, like he was in a rage of shape. He was like a boxer. He was one of these lads, he had like a 12-pack. It was <laughs> unbelievable. His body fat was, was non-existent. But I remember asking him about the dancing and he was saying, "It's I think it, I think it takes like four minutes to do a, a routine or whatever. And Stand he says, up on your toes. and He says the hardest four minutes you'll ever do. Yeah. But that's, yeah. that's as odd. Plus he played Kennedy Cup soccer. Like he was just... Deadly at all sports, mm. so big he, future ahead of him. I think so. I think so. I, 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 um, I, I personally believe this this year. And what I've I heard a couple of little bits coming out from from the panel. He's he's playing brilliant in there, and apparently taking on almost you know just just a, a, an exemplary role is what I'm hearing. That mm. he's a, a player. A player said to me, "Just watch Stephen Smith this year. It's going to be his year." You know, so that's that 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 led into my decision for it as well. That I think I, his capability doesn't, you know, it's unquestionable. You know, just it's about him maybe gaining the the belief and the confidence that he's good enough to 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 take on any defense in this country, and I mean any defense. You know, mm. that's that's what he's capable of. So hopefully, we see the confidence grow this year. Well, he's the sort of lad that has been successful in every sport that he's put his put his mind to, including Gaelic, like. Hmm. He's been very successful with Crush Law underage with Cavan under sixteens, stuff like that. He was on the McCrory panel. Um so uh, he's he's a type of lad that'll leave no stone unturned. Definitely. I I still think Connor Madden's best position is going to be centre half forward. Yeah. I think you, we're going to see that. You could be right. You could be right. He did play well in that playmaking role against mm. Tyrone. Yeah, like set up three scores with, with, with direct little kick passes. Now not necessarily attacking marks all the time, but just Finding Ushin Pearson, finding Martin Riley, finding Connor Smith, you know, he, he seems to have the vision to, to deliver those passes. And then he has the other 
you know, the triple threat where if he decides, right, there's no pass on, he can get moving very, very quick. So he can go by a player as well. So he, he gets the head up straight away, looks at targets, looks looks for the goals, doesn't doesn't see a pass on, goes running. And and he's so big and strong and mobile, he's going to cause a lot of problems. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited about him playing centre half forward. <laughs> I really hope he's playing centre half forward. Yeah, it, it could it could be the spark that ignites him because like, there's no doubt in his talent. He, what I love about him, he's got brilliant footwork. Like, yeah, he can dance in around defenders. That's right. His, his speed of of foot speed is is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, which is uh, a sign of it. Like that's the thing they always said about Canavan. That it was his his foot speed, how he could stop and decelerate and accelerate quickly yeah. and all. And I'm not saying he's Canavan, but Madden has a lot going for him. And he probably has about six or eight inches on Canavan. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, right full forward line. I went with Martin Riley in the corner. Okay. Um, my full forward then was Connolly. Right. I think we're going to see Connolly come into his own. I've heard a lot of positives about about his influence in and training as well, and and his attitude. Uh, you know, one story was that in in the first few weeks of training, um, a, a very established player who 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 generally is a defender, sorry, who's always a defender, but likes to stamp their authority and and go in and and, and just bust up lads you know welcome to the county we're, we're going to show you this is tougher and took on Conley wasn't fit to do it basically tried to rough up Conley and Conley pushed him out of the way said physically he was so strong this was the player himself telling me physically Conley's got so strong like you won't bully him you won't push him off easy so um, I think Conley's going to have a big year and then I'm kind of torn on at 15 on if Connor Smith is injured then it's definitely Ushin Pearson. And if he's not, it's a very close call. I, I think Connor Smith has the potential to be an absolute, you know, guaranteed starter for Cavan. Um, it's, it's just, can he, can he hold on to the position for long enough to, to get that down? So I'm going to go with Connor Smith, but don't be surprised, but as Ushin Pearson starts. Well, I've gone for Connor Smith. Um, one of the first names on the team sheet. If he's start, if he's fit, he's going to start. I think every day of the week. I think even the way the way Mickey Graham was talking about him after the Tyrone game, he was very impressed with him in the first half. Yeah. The only weakness that Connor Smith has is he, he tends to pick up injuries. Yeah. That's the, that's the only like he he's a bit a bit on the small side, but he makes up for that in in bravery and ball winning shows very well. Like and he can can Peter gather. Kevin was on the small side. <laughs> so exactly exactly no he's he's. His potential is endless. Like, yeah. I think he's, yeah. and I know that again, very, very highly regarded by teammates um, mm. about how how he's a very honest player. Um, for me, he's, I have huge hopes for for Connor Smith. Yeah. I think he wrecks defenses at, at club level, and he and he can do that at current level. Connor Madden, full forward as well. I've got him a full forward, but I, I definitely take a point about playing him in the half forward line. And then I've got him with Ryan Connolly in the corner. Okay. Um, I think I think his free taking is going to be a big. A big thing as well. Ushin Pearson probably unlucky to lose out there, but you know we have to just look at how they've been, how they've been uh, shaping up in the McKenna Cup in terms of what way management are thinking. Pearson's game time was limited enough. Started it? against Tyrone, um, didn't play at all against Armagh. Started against Tyrone, and did he? Yeah, I think he played the full game, did he? Or no, uh, maybe Cormac O'Reilly came on for him, was Cormac it? Cormac O'Reilly came on for him, yeah. I, like, I, I like him. I was pushing for him to be playing um, in the Ulster final because I thought that we needed we needed an extra just 
poacher in there. Someone mm. who's who's all he all he cared about is the numbers after his name and the team and the report. And you need a player like that. Yeah, not saying he's greedy, but he he's there to score. Yeah, well that's that that's his that's his role. Yeah, that's his role. Just put the ball over the bar and and uh, so I, I like like he, you know, he's capable of stuff that very few players in the county are capable of. Yeah, not yeah. many people can do what he he can do on his day but he, he does have a good way to go now as well but mm. um, I'd agree he's a great weapon to have there another great weapon that we're going to see a lot of I believe and, and in the full forward line is Buchanan he's now I didn't put him down on the starting team he's not there yet but he's definitely going to play significant roles I think this year for Calvin right yeah I'm, I think I, I think so too well I thought he showed enough in, in a couple of in the Armagh game in the Armagh game to suggest that He'll take a lot of handling, like yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about him a good bit after that. Like, uh, like he, he did show enough. He got a point, and and you know you can't coach you can't coach strength and and, and height like that. You know, he's six a, five. He's a monster. He's a huge I, man. I was in the tunnel after the Tyrone game, waiting to to do the interview with Mickey Graham, and um, he he came running in after doing his runs on the field, and. Literally, he'd blacken out the sun. Like he, he's that big in a tunnel that you're going, oh my god, he's 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 a huge man, and he's not, he's he's looking slimmer, definitely. Like I've seen him last year during the summer, he's trimmed down an awful lot. I think he's making rapid progress here, and if he makes right, look, it's it it's no secret how much I admire him and and how I believe the fourth Ulster on the twenty one would not have happened without him. So. You know, he he literally grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck and said, "I'm I'm going to win this. Don't don't care who's with me and who's not. I'm going to win this." And I think the the character in that is so so important within a team. So I'm I I think we're going to see as the year progresses. Liam Buchanan comes from you know starting on the bench to being a massive player come come summertime. I believe anyway. Hopefully, yeah. I, I hope you're right. But if not, I think uh, 2021. Um. You know, he'll have a full year under his belt, got over that bad injury he had, yeah. get himself into top shape. Um, you could see him as a major asset. I do get the sense that that the management are, are it's a building project now. Maybe there'll be players to come back in next year, but mm. uh, for this year, they just want to keep building and building and building. And, yeah. you know, Mickey Graham, to be fair to him, he said at the start it was going to be like a three-year thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's still the way he's thinking. Yeah, well, look, at it, it, it's always going to be, and, and look, at a lot of people, a lot of people were, as, as we said before, talking about the people who aren't there. I, I did make a good few inquiries over the last couple of weeks, just in around the panel and trying to find out a bit. I'm, I'm getting a lot of positive reports coming out of it. The training is meant to be brilliant. The, the, the attitude and the application of the boys that are in there is meant to be absolutely outstanding. So, you know, all, all I can say is congratulations to them boys and, and and just keep it up. If they keep working as hard as I'm hearing they're working and no moaning, no complaining, getting stuck into it and staying at it, they're going to get rewarded for it. They are going to get rewarded for it. they just got to stay the journey. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. That's it. And and stay the journey for not just one year. Like Oh, yes. that The journey's a long journey. Like, it's it's Australia. <laughs> it's all the way over to the to the far east coast of Australia so it is maybe even New Zealand it's New Zealand that's the journey farthest point we can get from here um, yeah so look at interesting few variations in the team um, and again this is just the team for the Armagh game we're not talking about the rest of the year so we, we might keep this exercise going throughout the year it'll get shorter as the league goes on because you'll get more confident as in to who the management are going to pick but 
Bit of fun. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Cavan on the 20s last weekend took on Monaghan up in um, Kingscourt in O'Rahilly Park and came away with, with a victory. Uh, a really... I don't want to overstate it, but for me, it was an impressive victory in terms of the attitude of the players, Paul. That they really got stuck into Monaghan. And it was like that one I was talking about the Sheffield United manager talking about you can have tactics and you can have your technical ability and your tactical ability and your physical ability. But if you're not going to win that first ball and that second ball, then all the rest goes out the window. This was a, a, a demonstration that the Cavan on the 20s can win the first ball and the second ball. Yeah, John John Brady's great at getting getting a really motivated performance out of his players. He seems to be an excellent motivator of players. Yeah, to be fair, like, and we've seen big results like that from his teams. Like on a, on a given day, right off a John Brady team at your peril because they they come out breathing fire. And mm. um, like I'd say, Mon- I'd say Monaghan were probably expecting to win that now. Well, Monaghan had five county seniors on the panel that 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 had played throughout the McKenna Cup. Jason Irwin, who who played the two games in the McKenna Cup. Andrew Woods played one, and Aaron Mulligan, who played the two of them to that point, and had picked up man of the match in the Derry game for the seniors. So they were coming weapons loaded. Cavan, on the other hand, Cormac O'Reilly still hasn't been in with the county on the 20s yet. He's in on the county seniors. I'd, I'd personally prefer to see him play these on the 20 games than, than not playing the... The, the the games well maybe he's playing challenge games with the seniors I don't I don't know but I'd just love to see him in the under twenties jersey and getting used to the to those boys but um we actually have an interview with, with, with John Brady over on the the diehard service um so if you want to listen to that where we, we talk a little bit about this but um you, you're looking at Patrick Lynch coming back in as well and then players developing with that under twenty that I think that forward line is going to be magnificent. Thomas Smith is playing brilliant. He's a really, really top, top, sorry, he's top of that level in under 20 football at the minute. Um, Brandon Boylan, Emmett Boylan, Peter Smith has shown moments of absolute brilliance. You know, James Smith's younger brother from Crush Law. The only thing about him is that he, he shows moments of, of your, your standing back and go, oh, wow, that was amazing. And then he doesn't, do it again for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, and then he does it again, two or three in a, in a game, right. whereas you'd love to see more of it, you know, mm. get on the ball more often, because for a big, tall lad, he's extremely skillful, very, very skillful player, and I'd like to see a bit more of him in games, but again, ability-wise, it, it, you know, really, really class. The, the forward line is class in that team. Yeah, it sounds like it, yeah, and... um Cormac O'Reilly and Patrick Lynch to come back. Mm. Um, like I actually think Lynch is is probably ready for the seniors. Well, for physically, ba- based on what I've seen seen of him at the under twenties last year and then with the, in club football, I think he's he's ready for senior football. Actually, mm. well, de- definitely the, the physical size of him now. The, the, you you obviously seen the picture in the Celt. 
this week. Yeah. You you put it in, but the team, like it's a big strong unit of a team. Mm. The, probably the, the the winning of the game against Monaghan though was in defence. The the defence was so mean. Like Evan Finnegan picked up Aaron Mulligan, and and Aaron Mulligan is a player I I think is going to be possibly the Monaghan's answer to Conor McManus finishing up in the next few years. He's he's really really class. Jeez, he he didn't get a he, he got one point on on Finnegan I think in the first few minutes. I was actually a couple of minutes late coming into the I game. Was like, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I I uh, yeah, well, well, less said about that the better. But um, the uh, he got one point. Then he got a second point after Finnegan went off him, and th- and that was it. The rest of the game, you know, I was chatting to a Monaghan lad, and I was saying, "Geez, that's Aaron Mulligan playing." Jeez, Aaron Mulligan is playing. You're right. I didn't even notice him. You know, he was that good. He, he was absolutely fair play brilliant. to him, yeah, because there's an awful lot of talk about Mulligan. Like he was, a, I think he was a class soccer player as well. And Monaghan had a job to That's right. to get him to commit to Gaelic last yeah. year with, with their with their minor team. So yeah, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And then you had uh, like the, the whole back line. In fairness, was excellent. Finnan um, Brady was in corner back. The other corner, Peter Smith from Lavi was in full back. Um, had a tough enough time of it, kind of come off at half time, but very very young. Still has a lot of a lot of maturing to do for for that level yet, but has a lot of potential. Um, then you had Ben or Killian Brady was the other cornerback number two. Then Ben Smith, I think, was centre half back from Rammer, real good footballer. But what what I loved about Ben Smith was Andrew Woods is a big big player. Ben Smith isn't that big, but. He wasn't backing out of anything. He was at him every single chance he got. He was up at him, holding on to him, making sure like, if you if you decide you're going to go running, and, and Woods likes to run, he likes to use his power to bulldoze through tackles, but Ben wasn't wasn't walking away from any of them. He was meeting it head on. It, it was a brilliant, brilliant battle to watch, now I have to say. Good stuff. Well, he's a player who improved an awful lot last year. Like, um. And actually, speaking of Ben Smith and and Brian McGee, both both their brothers won an Ulster under fifteen colleges handball title yesterday. Niall McGee and Matthew Smith, which was which is a really high standard. They're going into the All Ireland now on the first of February, so just to give them a mention, fantastic achievement. That'd be the first Virginia has ever won, would it? Those lads actually school. Uh, th- those lads actually won a, a sixty by thirty one, but it was a much lower standard. Um, but it, small alley, yeah, Ulster A title, yeah, that's under the, fifteen, yeah, that's under. Under fifteen was it? That's the highest level you can win in Ulster colleges um, at Brilliant. their age group. So it would be the first for Virginia, um, and they won it convincingly as well. So they're, yeah. they're going really well. That's class. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great to see. I suppose they've had Farrakhan Hooley's had a hand in them. You've had a hand in them. There's a good few. Ah, yeah. The, the, well, um, Matthew would have started playing in, in the national school in Virginia. Pat Quigley was his coach, and then uh, Niall started playing in Mullah. But both lads moved to Kingscourt Hamble Club and. We've got a lot of good coaching there. Um, yeah, I've I've been do, doing a bit of training with them in the last few weeks, like, and they're exceptionally good now. I have to say, class, class. There's a there's a lovely feeling when when something you're involved in like that as a coach, when when they get success because it's a reward for all the effort you put in. Yeah, well, I wouldn't overstate my efforts now, but um, it's just good for the young fellas. Like, yeah. it's great to see it. It's great for Kevin Handball as well to to have outstanding players coming up and. We also have two the under fourteen All Ireland doubles champions as well, Albert McChrystal and Adam McKenna, both coming back from injury. So like we've got four four of the best under fifteen handballers in the country without doubt are, are in Cavan at the minute. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Um yeah, so so the under twenties now they they face 
uh, Westmead this Saturday. I think it's a moat at two o'clock. Um, and if they win that game, depending on other results, they can they can make the the uh, the next round of of that development league. So hopefully they do because another game or two would do them no harm in the build up to championship, which is I believe the fifteenth, fourteenth, or fifteenth of February that weekend anyway in February and they're playing down in the first round of the championship so um, preparations seem to be going well the group seems to be very very positive and if you want to hear the full panel we we reveal it over on the Patreon podcast um, we have the under 17s and the, the, the under 20s panel over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin um, finally I just want to bring to your attention the uh, the under 14 and a half um, Danske Bank Jerry Brown Cup final which took place on the 3G pitch on um, Tuesday night gone by and it was Baileyborough Community College against Kalash de Dunery and uh, it, it finished up with probably a convincing enough win for for Baileyborough well it was a three point win but they were definitely the better side and without without just single, singling out one player I'm not going to go into too much detail but I, I'm going to say watch out for Aidan Christie Okay, this boy is full back. He's from Baileyborough. He plays in the Baileyborough side, and he is a, a revelation. Their full back line, you know, the way you always say a team takes on the form of its management. Mm. Their, their, their manager, or one of their managers, their two managers, are Jamie, Jamie Riley from Castle Rahan, but Dara Donahue, Spud Donahue from Drummelly. And Spud was your, your typical old school and still is cornerback. He, he likes to think he could play as a full forward. He can't, but he's a, <laughs> he's a, He's a definite old school, I'm going to go out, race you for this ball, beat you to it and, and, and run up 40, 50 yards with it. And Aidan Christie. And in fairness, the other two in the fullback line as well, Oshin Fitzsimons and, and, and Fintan O'Connell were, were, were similar to it. But just this Christie kid now, without you, blowing him up too much, I'm excited. You love a rampage of fullback. I do, I do. <laughs> I wanted just, like, there was one... There's a midfielder for for uh, Dunery. Um, oh, it, it was either was it was either Michael McKeown or or, or Dara Carlin. Big strong Gossam, and Christie's a big strong Gossam. But the two lads met in a big shoulder, good, fair, honest shoulder, and neither went down. But Christie reacted quick enough and came back in for the second shoulder and 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 got him down. You know, and you're just kind of going, "Oh my God, he's he's a gurrier, he's a worker, but yet he can play a ball. He's he's, he's an exciting wee prospect now." See, that's the kind of stuff you're getting on this podcast. Not many people are getting are getting that kind of info about very young lads. I know Michael Bichon actually. I saw him playing um, in on the 13 final for Kingscourt. Him and his his twin brother. Um, John I think it is John McKeown yeah, yeah he, two of them were midfield actually and they're good free takers they're good players um, they're yeah. good lads as well so it's good to see Kingskirt and Kingskirt doing a real school coming up a new school there and starting to get do well in football as well and Baileybor are coming up really strongly uh, at underage level again at those age groups I suppose they'll be yeah. pulling in from now Pride but, and places like that too well on the Kingscourt team Kingscourt had all bar four the Kingscourt club had all bar four um, players st- on the starting team. Um, there's players from Shercock, then from Maharatloon, Kilmainham Wood, uh, Mead Hill. Um, I think that's it. But then on the on the Baileyborough side, you had Knockbride, Killing Care, Shercock, and Baileyborough, Drumgoon, um, all represented on it. So, you know, great spread across the that sort of southeastern 
uh, part of Cavan all coming, you know, the, the pick of those five or six clubs coming together. Great quality at underage there. So there's a lot of good work going on in them clubs and it's been reflected in the school. So um, well done. Well done to Bailiborough on winning that. It's great to win an Ulster title yep. at, any, at any age group, at any stage. Absolutely. You know, no such thing as an easy one. Great, great confidence. And, and I'm not sure... They, just to give an idea of, of who else was in the groups, you had Colostin and Carrigie, you had uh, Dealey, Dealey, Corrid, or Dealey College, Raffo, um I'm just trying to look at you, Draperstown. So, like, they, they were from all across, Ballagium stuff were in it as well, Carrick Moore were in it. So, you, you, you had them from all across the province. It wasn't just around Cavan. So Carrick Moore, D- uh, Dean McGurk, was it? Dean McGurk, yes, yeah. that's right. So like they, they, have a, they have a good record in football. Like, yeah, yeah Bunkrana yeah. in it as that well. Ca- Klaus so. and the Carriga, that's, that's, um, that's a small school now for near Kilcar, I think. They, they had they had a hell of a team a, a couple of years ago with a few of those Kilcar lads. Oh, that's right. So like, They got to an All-Ireland final. Yeah, there's good pedigree there yeah. um, in, th- in those teams. Yeah, so it was great. And, and, and their part to the final, the playoff for Bailiaborough, um, or sorry, didn't have to do a playoff. They they made it straight to the quarterfinals, and they beat Colossus and the Carrigy eight fifteen to one seven, while Kingscourt beat um, Guidor Public School Guidor. I think it's four six to to two ten, um, or maybe four eight to two ten. The, the the printer didn't work terribly well. Then in the the semi final, uh, Billyborough had a comfortable win two nineteen to five goals and three points, while Kingscourt beat uh, Carrick Moore. Um, five eight to three ten sounds like a good close game. So, but yeah, great to see them going outside the cavern, winning these games, and, and and then an all cavern final. So well done to all involved in both sides. Um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast. If you want, we have over on the Patreon service. We're going to be uh, talking about this weekend's McGrory Cup um, game where Cavan St Pat's Cavan are taking on uh, Mahara Felt. That's in Kingsman Breffney at one thirty this Saturday. Um, and we'll also, as we said, be naming the panels for the Cavan under 17s and the under 20s. And uh, we'll be calling out a couple of people with bad behaviour on social media. Thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave and it's over the lap. Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>